Hello, my name is Evan Jacobs and welcome to the Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir Aftermath podcast. These interviews are part of an ongoing series chronicling the hardcore punk music scene in Orange County, California and sometimes elsewhere. They are an addendum to the film Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir. This is a documentary I made that chronicles the 1990s hardcore punk scene. You can stream Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir on Vimeo. For $2 a month, you can watch every Anadimia film by subscribing to Anadimia Films Unlimited on Vimeo. Links for all this stuff are in each episode description. To support this podcast, please like, rate, and review it. Also, please subscribe to Anadimia Films TV on YouTube, where you can view all of these podcasts in their original video form. Even within our friendship, I still never knew what you did outside of filmmaking. I knew you worked at Gallup. Have you? Oh. Do you now run Gallup? Are you Gallup? No, no, no. I work with students who have special needs. Right. And then on the side, I make the movies, which that makes them. You know, you know, you know, you know my stuff. It's going to make a little bit. Yeah. Then um, I write um, uh, for a for a educational pub publisher that is like they're called Saddleback. So okay. I've written like. A hundred books for them, and just keep it on going. And then just you know, writing scripts. Every so often, I'll kind of I work with these producers that can get stuff made. So every so often, make something you, off of that. You and wrote that movie. Was it with Stone? Was it Stone Cold? Steve Austin was in it. Yeah, uh, Knockout. Which, which I thought of you because here, wait, hold on. I wanted to show you this because I know that you're going to appreciate this. Wait, hold on, hold on. This is very, very exciting because I thought of you. Wait, hold on, hold on. No, guys, you have no idea. Evan Jacobs is a legend. This dude is an app. This dude. You are the legend. Okay, okay. This dude's a legend. Hold on, 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 hold on. Evan's the only guy I know who could call Zach De La Roca right now of Rage Against the Machine and get in an argument with him over something. I'm not sure that I still have that. You know, we'll get to that. If you saw Zach, if you saw Zach right now, what would you start talking about? Boxing, yeah, of course. course. Boxing, right, of course. only boxing, right? So, Darren, Darren, you will appreciate this. So, they marketed it in this DVD as the rugged, like, street movie, even though it's all about him training a young boy. Yeah, but when I found it with my godson in a Christian bookstore, wait a minute, wait a minute, suddenly it's oh, all bright, it's the got the seal dub seal on there. God. I'm telling you, you were, you were the first person that I thought of. I'm like, if anyone's going to appreciate the multi-level marketing, it's Darren Dunn. So Evan's a Jew, and we're, we're well, always I'm, talking to Lachayim <laughs> Delight, Baruch Atah, Adonai, Lohenu. I mean, we're, like, we're there. Oh, and so, keep going. You got keep it, going. you know. And, uh, but I, I remember once, Evan's the only guy I know. Who, like, see, Evan knew me before I became a Christian. And then so as, when I became a Christian, I was talking about stuff, but Evan like absorbs everything. And I'll never forget someone was talking about the passion, of, no, not the passion of the Christ, but of um, Scorsese, um, Last last Temptation of Christ. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and out of nowhere, Evan pulls out how, how he even heard it or where he got it from. Unless it was like J. Vernon McGee, or I don't know where he got it, but he was like, <laughs> but he had some quote about, yeah, I'm pretty sure before Jesus dies, the last thing he's thinking about is having sex. And you had that yeah. quote on yeah. the on the criticism of the movie. Like, that's just Evan Jacob. 
He, he knows everything. He's absorbed everything. He listens to everything. I mean, he's just a pan-everything guy. Well, I, I want to, you know, we not, you know, and I'll, we could talk about this um, in front of your friends, but I remember when you <laughs> told me that you were becoming, oh, I, that's yeah. I remember when you told me you were, becoming a, you were becoming a Christian. Yeah. And I remember you singled me out and said, you know, I was like one of the few people that was like, yeah, okay, like, yeah. great, like, good, like, you know, right. good for you, and I yeah. was happy for you, and I, I think it happened right after God Money screened in San Diego. I think yep. that's kind of what you started talking about. That's right. So That's right, and you were yeah. one of the few people that we could kind of talk and discuss those things, and um, I mean, yeah, you're, you're probably, you're, you're probably still the only connection to kind of that chapter of my life, like it's 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 crazy, you know. And it's- I, I, Darren Doan's story for you, very very quickly. I saw you in San Diego like five or seven years ago on the street with your kids and your wife, and I was driving past you. I was with my godson and his grandfather, and I go, "Oh my gosh, that's Darren Doan." But you know, the way the streets work in San Francisco, there was there was never going back. To my, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I just saw him." That's but, crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh my goodness. I mean, that's, that's, by the way, I was just thinking, I, I need to check these dates. I'm pretty sure God Money, when it opened in San Diego, I think it was the same weekend that Titanic opened. And there, it was 1997. I remember that because that was, I, and it was like September, right? It was, or Some, no, was, well, it, was it later? We'll have to look and see when Titanic came out. Cause I, cause I, I, I remember thinking, boy, what a great weekend to open up your movie. <laughs> Well, okay, wait a minute. Wait what a minute. are the other let's, options? Let's, wait, let's just rewind back. How? Okay, you December need 19th. credit. You need credit for something really, really major, and okay. that is like sure Spielberg saw it, but you continued to see it. Christian Bale was the original Rick Rodney part. Yes, I yes, mean, so what was it about him? Like even at that young age that right. you kind of saw and were like, hey, like Christian Bale, like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw. Well, uh, what I saw was Proximity. He's the only actor I knew. <laughs> no, but no, but it. Um, no, actually, it was just that because I was an extra on Newsies. Okay. Right, and he just hung out with everybody, and you could tell he really just wanted to act. I mean, that seems like an understatement now, thinking about Christian Bale, but he was just he was down for it, and. He had no connection to the indie film world, at least not the way we think of it now, not what was coming with um, Tarantino and, you know, uh, I mean, Malik was probably the closest thing we had to something getting maybe, but he, you know, and I was coming from that, that punk rock, you know, or, well, actually not punk rock yet, but I grew up on punk rock, but it was that mentality and the idea of wanting to go and just make a movie. I was probably more inspired by Spike Lee really back in the day because Spike Lee was the only person that wrote those books where he journaled through like you got the script and then his journal of like making the movie and I remember I would read all of Spike Lee's books and I kept thinking which is funny as like a little white kid from suburbia I kept thinking to myself how do I go and get these grants to make movies because he went he would get money from people like these grants right like but anyways, but I wanted to make a movie, and after Newsies, I'd become friends with him and a few other people, and I was like, we just kept in touch, and we hung out, and I was like, I'm going to make this movie, 
this short film, or I don't know what it is. And he just was like, I'm down. He was like, I'm down. Wanted to be at rehearsals, wanted to go through stuff. I mean, I'm young, Christian Bale's young, but he was, uh, just some people on another level. We would go and play tennis. Christian Bale and I would, would go and play tennis. I was pretty athletic, and I was older than Christian. And he would just whoop my butt in tennis. Like, he was just talented. Like, just a talented guy. And so, we just had a blast making it, and I ran out of money, like, four, four, four days into making the movie, or whatever I was trying to make. But, you know, but what I saw in Christian Bale was someone who was just down to go and get after it. That was it. Well, it's interesting about kind of what you see in people, because I remember when we did the Descendants video, mm-hmm. um, when we, on uh, 1997, yeah. you, you shot it like, like a lot of people don't realize like, oh, you know, well they think, oh, you know, you shoot a music video and you have time set aside. You literally shot that video for um, Lucky, I think yep. it was. You literally shot that video between them having like a break from the tour and then rejoining the tour in like a matter of hours. Were we in and New I'm York? Gonna... Were we in New York or Jersey? Yeah. You were in New York. You were in it because remember you guys paid a cab driver $50 to drive you around so that Derek could sit in the front. That's and right. Shoot Milo. That's right. And then we went in a hotel room and ate pizza? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we talked about Rush and we talked, and because you, you got a discussion with Bill Stevenson about like the greatest drummers, and that just got him like just talking right. about it. Right. And I, I remember because I think the Warp Tour is in Jersey, and mm-hmm. I remember I, I got to the Warp Tour. And I, and, and I ran into Fletcher from Pennywise and he looked at me and he said, hey, MTV is here. Whatever you do, don't talk to him. And I was like, I'll talk to whoever I want. He's like, no, you talk to MTV, I'm going to kick your ass. I was like, you ain't going to kick my ass. He's like, you want to go right here? I'm like, you got a bad knee. I'm going to kick your knee so hard. And I'm going to pull your long hair. And then we start go- we start throwing punches. And people got in the middle of it and somehow broke. It's the only time. And I think that was the maybe the last time I ever talked to Fletcher is we started throwing punches at each other. And I just, it was the weird. It was the weirdest. And then I just went and did the Descendants video. Like, I don't, I don't oh, even know what happened. That was sort of your prep. Yeah, that, that was, was my prep. And so I was, just, I was like, what the heck just happened? Like, you know, Fletcher couldn't decide if he was punk that day, not punk. All about the radio, not the radio. But and we just we just collided, and you know I don't think a lot of people, you know, again, me and you are in the same kind of white tall guy Jewish phylum. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so people look at you the way they look at me, but I'll but you know I'll probably You're throw a punch. I'll probably though. throw a punch quicker than you. Although you could beat me in boxing, that's for sure. Um. Ah, come on! Come we're on! Like we're like you're, we're you're like we're you're like on. Jake Paul. You're like Jake Paul. <laughs> Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before I forget, you went to Milo before that video because everyone universally. Well, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Because you understand, Evan remembers everything that ever happens in the world, (laughs) and I have to go to him to ask him what happened in my life. Evan (laughs) knows. So this this is amazing. Okay, go go. Okay, so you went to Milo. And everyone looks at him as a nerd. Like, that's just a common thing. I mean, he's on the cover of all the Descendants records, like, right. as the drawing, as the nerd. Right. And I remember, like, before that video, you sat down with him and, and you were like, okay, so this is what we're going to do. But he, and he was like, well, Darren, I'm a nerd. This is, like, what I do. And you were like, no, I don't, I don't see you as a nerd. I'm not going to do this in the video. I'm going to have you do this, this, and this. And I guess my question for you is, 
what was it about that? What, what, what was it about Milo? What was it in general that you felt, you know what, I'm going to come into however many years of punk lore and just say, this guy's not a nerd. This right, guy is right. going to be this for this video. Because every single person that steps on that stage is, is a monster. I don't care who you are, if you're Milo, if you're Fletcher, if you're Davey from AFI, if you're Blink-182, you know, if you're Shinedown, if you're Jason Mraz, if you're, I don't care, if you're Zach Brown, you step on that stage in front of people, you are a monster. You are, that takes, nothing is scarier than that. And you have to own that stage and you have to own an audience. You have to own people throwing stuff at you, spitting at you, yelling at you, like, and Milo is like, no, 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 don't. Now, he may be and he may feel that way. But when he steps on that stage, every artist to me is a is a superhero when they step on that stage. And that's I just always wanted to embody that for them or on behalf of them when I, whenever I made any kind of music video. <laughs>